0: from this is the rorschach georgia update from the first of june 2023 rabbit rabbit quick summary of what's going down in georgia let's kick off this episode with georgia's independence day friday the 26th georgia marked the 105th anniversary of its independence from russia in 1918, with ceremonial events held in Tbilisi and 15 other municipalities. At Tbilisi's Freedom Square, President Salome Zorabashvili addressed the citizens. She emphasized the importance of freedom and peace and highlighted the significant role that language plays in Georgian culture. Zorabashvili dedicated much of her speech to remembering Georgia's struggles for independence, sacrifices made during the Russian Empire and Soviet occupation. Prime Minister Yudakli Kharabashvili, Speaker of Parliament Shalva Papashvili, and Minister of Defense John Cher Burichaladze congratulated citizens on Independence Day in their speeches as well. After the ceremony, recruits in 10 regions of Georgia took military oath. Foreign leaders, diplomats, and officials sent congratulations and well wishes to Georgia. However, this year the government decided not to display the European flags on Parliament's facade, as they have always done in the past. Picture of Parliament without the flag went viral on social media, annoying lots of people. Members of the opposition called the action another pro-Russia move and urged Shalva Papawashvili to raise the EU flags on the facade of the Georgian Parliament building, together with the Georgian flags, just like last year and previously. In response, government administration feebly grumbled that this year, the theme was freedom and love of liberty. Therefore, Georgia celebrated that with national symbols. Some updates on direct flights between Georgia and Russia. On Thursday, the 25th, Thomas Gayashvili, founder of Georgian Airways, said to the Russian channel TRVI that his company will act as a stopover for Russians whose final destination is in Europe. However, the opposition criticized the government for direct flights with Russia, warned that the EU could sanction Georgian airports. Georgian Airways, in response, idiotically said that the Georgian public doesn't need to worry as, and I quote, sanctions cannot be applied only to us. They should first concern Turkey, the United Emirates, Israel, and Central Asia, and only then will they reach us, end quote. And who knows, maybe some people will be idiotic enough to believe them until the sanctions start. On Monday, the 29th, Pavel Herzynski, the European Union ambassador to Georgia and the ambassador of the EU member states met with Levan Davidashvili, deputy prime minister and minister of economy and sustainable development. During the meeting, the EU ambassador delivered diplomatic initiatives regarding the resumption of direct flights with Russia. Herzynski said that while it is true that Russia unilaterally decided to resume flights with Georgia, as the government always says, the agreement required Georgian government's approval. So it wasn't really so unilateral. Therefore, he delivered a message agreed upon by the 27 EU member states saying that they regret the decision of the Georgian government to agree to the resumption of direct flights between Russia and Georgia. On Saturday, the 27th, supporters of Nika Kvaramia, the director of the Kvari Channel, held a rally called Freedom for Nika at Orbeliani Square near the presidential palace. The Vadi Channel employees, journalists from other media outlets, politicians, and Gwar- Gwaramia's supporters attended the protest, urging the president of Georgia to exercise her pardon power and release Nika Gwaramia, calling him Bidzina Ivanishvili's personal prisoner. Levan Chabeshvili, chair of the United National Movement, or the Natzebi, highlighted that the president could also grant Misha a pardon. Chabeshvili also emphasized that so far the president's words and actions do not align which causes questions about her intentions. For example, she talks about depolarization but does nothing to end it. Speaking of Ivanishvili, on Friday the 26th, Reuters reported that the Singapore International Commercial Court ordered Credit Suisse Trust Limited, a Swiss global investment bank, to pay 926 million U.S. dollars, pretty close to a billion, in compensation for failing to protect the assets of Bidzina Ivanishvili, a businessman former prime minister and founder of the Georgian Dream Party, or what's International commercial court in Singapore ruled that a division of Credit Suisse acted dishonestly and failed to take proper care of Bidini Ivanishvili's assets, causing a setback for the bank. Although Credit Suisse plans to challenge the ruling, Ivanishvili's legal representatives, Kavinder Bull and Wushu Yan from Drew and Napier Law Firm, accused Credit Suisse trust of incompetence resulting in fraudulent mismanagement and significant losses of Ivanishvili's assets. On Monday the 29th, eight civil society organizations held a press conference to discuss their visit to Brussels in May. They monitored the fulfillment of priorities of Georgia required to receive candidate status from the EU. In their meeting with EU institutions and representatives of member states, they highlighted the challenges the Georgian dream faces to become a member of the EU. Although the civil society organizations acknowledge the government's efforts to meet various priorities, they express concern about the insufficient fulfillment of important requirements. These priorities include depolarization an in independent judiciary, de-oligarchization, free media, and civil society participation in decision-making. Some news from occupied regions. On Tuesday the 30th, more than 1,000 people gathered in sukhumi to voice their demands, displaying banners opposing laws allowing Russian citizens to own land and protesting energy price hikes. The opposition called for dialogue with Aslan Jania, Abkhazia's leader, and demanded resignation of the cabinet of ministers, proposing a two-year roadmap to address national issues through the creation of a presidential reform council. They also demanded the rejection of ratifying the agreement between Russia and Abkhazia. It seems Russia is leaning on lots of places in the region and lots of governments, de facto and otherwise. Moving on to international news, on Tuesday the 30th, Prime Minister Irakli Karabashvili took part in the Global Security Forum, or GLOBSEC, in Bratislava. Many people criticized and disapproved of Karabashvili's remarks at the event. He suggested that Ukraine's aspiration to join NATO and the expansion of NATO triggered Russia's military involvement in the ongoing war, which is completely ridiculous, as everybody knows. He also stated that despite the challenging geopolitical circumstances, Georgia would continue to push through with its reforms to receive EU candidate status and denying Georgia the EU candidate status, particularly, and he said this with a serious face, he wasn't kidding, as it is the leading country in the association trio, meaning along with Moldova and Ukraine, if the EU denied them, that would constitute an unavoidable political mistake. Ben Hodges, a former commanding general of the U.S. Army, wrote on Twitter, what happened to Georgia? Michael Roth, Chair of the Committee on Foreign Affairs and the German Bundestag raised concerns regarding the Georgian government's position on the ongoing conflict between Russia and Ukraine. He called the Georgian government to immediately clarify Georgia's relations with the EU and NATO. So unlike at CPAC a few weeks ago, where he was just winging it and saying all sorts of nutty stuff, the prime minister seemed very well prepared with his talking points in which he would say very little and try and thread the needle between what the Georgian public wants and what the Kremlin is demanding what he said was inaccurate, anti-Ukraine and anti-EU, but in a very sort of passive, calming way while pretending to be pro-EU. So it was very strange. On Wednesday, the 31st, President Salome Zurbashvili addressed the European Parliament as part of her visit to Brussels. Before her speech, she met with Ursula von der Leyen, the president of the European Commission, and Charles Michel, president of the European Council, to talk about Georgia's European future and implementation of the 12 priorities outlined by the European Union. In her address to the European Parliament, Zurabashvili focused on Georgia's integration with the European Union, its European identity, its status as a candidate for EU membership, the war with Ukraine, and its relations with Russia. She acknowledged that Georgians have been working towards, quote, rejoining its European family, end quote, for centuries and pledged to do everything in her power to make it happen, not just because it's mandated by the Constitution, but also because of her firm moral conviction. Zurabashvili also highlighted that Georgians have been steadfast in their commitment to the European path and have shown their support through various protests throughout the year. She concluded her speech by emphasizing that a European future for Georgia means a future for the people in Abkhazia and Srinvali regions, which will guarantee their freedom, protection, and identity. Unlike Khadabashvili's comments at Globe Second Bratislava, European politicians welcomed Zurabashvili's speech and her unwavering political stance on the war in Ukraine. In this episode on a festive note, on Monday the 29th, our Jara Tourism Administration announced the Summer Festival. It's called Summer Begins Here, which will take place over the weekends in Batumi outside Alphabet Tower, 130-meter high structure that represents the Georgian Alphabet. Festival marks the official start of the tourist season in the Western region. It'll feature various sports and entertainment events, including pantomime show, air show, children's activities, wall climbing competitions and performances by both local and visiting musical artists, bands, and DJs.
1: And that's it
0: for this week. You may not know it, but we do updates for some other countries as well. You know anybody who might be interested, please let them know. Ready for the list? Here they are. West to East, Argentina, Venezuela, Spain, Nigeria, Poland, Serbia, Turkey, Malawi, Ethiopia, Japan. Think of anybody let him up i found this